Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, and Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday show with Rhea Butcher. <laughs> I said it wrong! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday show with Rhea Butcher and the Thursday show, Meatball Salad, Crazy Pregnant Ladies, and Resolutions Revisited. But first, I would like to welcome fellow best friends all the way from Embarrass, Minnesota, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. I'm so glad it you're is back. Extra, extra cold and embarrassed today. My <laughs> husband took my daughter to a school today, and it was. 36 degrees below zero. Oh my, that just sounds yeah. pretty much what I envision hell to be like. Even it, though people say it's hot, I say it's cold. Uh, well, it is cold. I He just went outside to get the mail. And he, <laughs> when he came back in, I was like, did you go outside? And he was like, yeah. And I said, are you crying because of it? Because <laughs> his eyes were watering because it was so cold. <laughs> yeah. And then there were I little ice schools on his eyelashes. Yeah. And no. all the way from Los Angeles, California, it's Ray Morgan. Welcome, Ray. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me back once again. It's a freezing 54 degrees here. <laughs> I know. I had to put on a light sweatshirt this morning. It was a little rough. I know. It, it, the things we endure. Although, hallelujah, it's been raining men over here. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't say that. But it's been raining uh, no. <laughs> cats and dogs and I am not sick of it. I'm loving it. It's been amazing. I love wearing socks. I love wearing rain boots. It's just been, I'm not over it. But it's all sunny now today. But man, it's been raining a lot. Oh, and I've been loving it too. I I get to wear the coats I never get to wear. I have tons of them. Uh, And they just gather dust in the closet. Isn't that a funny Californian thing? Because we have everyone, my husband and I, we have coat fetishes and... You have a bunch of coats. I think everyone has a bunch of coats that, like you said, just collect dust. There's no... I mean, I think the last two seasons I probably wore a coat once or twice. But this year, I feel like we're really getting some weather. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't know. But here in California, um, and I'm working just down the street from where you are, Lisa, and these guys, they don't believe in coats. Uh, no. no matter what temperatures, they they're cold. They're visibly cold, but they're just like oh, I don't have any. Uh. No, my they, son <laughs> is like a, a true Californian. We went to uh, we went to Disneyland yesterday, and I, me, I saw those pictures. Yes, as a true Californian, to me, I said to the girl that was signing us in because we can't afford to go. Uh, I said it's going to be pouring, so should we change it to a different day? And she said, "Oh, it should be fun." I said, "Oh, I'm such a weak Californian." <laughs> And I thought, okay, we're bundling up, we're going, and it was raining a lot, but the lines were short, and I did not bring an umbrella. I thought, you know what, I'm toughing this out. I'm putting a hood on, and that's fine, and we had so much fun. It was so great, but my son is the eternal Californian where he wanted to wear shorts, and if he had flip-flops that didn't just break over the new year, he would be wearing them too. <laughs> I thought, let's, let's do a little pants today. She was like, oh, 
It's like pulling no. teeth to get him to wear pants. So Yeah, my, my daughter's the same way. Oh, the struggle. I have to wear long pants. <laughs> it really is. It's like, it's like I'm tormenting him by having, okay, here's the deal. We're going to Disneyland, but you have to wear pants. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but to Emily's point, um, I, I have gone skiing in that kind of temperature, and it was horrible. In fact, uh, we got to the ski mountain in the morning. It was like zero out. But we were dressed for it. We were fine. We get up to the lift. And as soon as we got off the lift, they closed the lift because they had closed the mountain because it was too cold to, to ski. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> There's and, only and one the, way down. <laughs> yeah. And at the top of the mountain, they said it was minus 45, minus 50. Oh. And, and the wind was I it, I was wearing four layers. It just went through every hole in the fabric, and I felt it on my skin. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so cold. Went down the mountain, and the, the wind was blowing me back up. <laughs> and, and I wasn't making turns. I was going straight down the mountain. I should have been going 70 miles an hour. I was going, like, maybe 10. And like, oh. And, and, went, <laughs> and, and, the, and the snow was brushing against my goggles, and I went to wipe them, and one of them cracked. Oh, my gosh. And so what I got was, like, you know, negative 80-degree wind going through my goggles into my eyeball. No. And I swear, by, no. the time I got to, by the time I got to the bottom, my eyeball was just like one of those frozen orb that was, like, pulsing. <laughs> and that was, ladies and gentlemen, the coldest I've ever been. <laughs> so I, I have I, never I, been that cold, so. Well, I, I feel your pain, even 36. <laughs> Below oh, is yeah. horrible. Yep. Horrible. Yeah. No, I am not leaving the house today. Yesterday, I went to town and we took video of like the snow. It was really windy yesterday and the snow was just like blowing across everywhere. It looked like Star Wars, the planet, my husband, hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> it looked like that. <laughs> I was thinking was of crazy. spies like us. Like you get all dressed up in those outfits to go get the mail. <laughs> Like full fur hats. Totally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. I'm such a wimp. It's like, no, no, I don't think so. I'm good. Oh, that's totally how I am. And my son is the same way. Like, I mean, when we go outside, I make him cover up all of his skin mostly. He never wears a hat still. But like inside, yeah, he's just walking around in a shirt, uh, boxers, no, no socks. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like a scarf and a hat on inside the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm fully wrapped up. It's Christmas yeah. story for me. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about the Monday episode with Rhea Butcher? Um, before the recording, I really butchered her name about 300 <laughs> times, but luckily I can edit that. <laughs> but poor Ray and Emily got to hear that a few times. <clears throat> I've lived um, through worse with you, Lisa. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> you know what? Grass is always greener. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> It is uh, a weird name. It is. And the spelling, it's hard. And it's me. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like I'm hungover. And I think, I don't know if a Disneyland hangover is a thing. Because I did not drink yesterday. And I feel like I'm hungover without the party. It's weird. So, um, <laughs> I had a cup of coffee and a mimosa. I'm working on my second one. That should help. Um, it should help no pronunciations, though. So, yes. Uh, Here we yeah. go. I guess I should just say like diarrhea, but that's not very flattering for anybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? She was a great guest. She is a Buckeye uh, from Ohio. 
Um, she is from the Take My Wife podcast and Put Your Hands Together. Is that a podcast too? Uh, I, yeah, I believe sure. so. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they list. They said it was a podcast. I've not heard it. But, okay. Yeah. She's from the Take My Wife and Put Your Hands Together podcast. Uh, she does one with her wife, Cameron Esposito, who was on Allison's show and was really, really a fun guest. And, you know, both of them were – both of them being on the show would be interesting. I can't imagine them being together in the same room because they both have a lot of energy. So I have not heard their podcast. It must be the same kind of just – I don't know who yeah, said it on Allison's show, ping-ponging. <laughs> That's how I would feel listening to them, I think. Right, yeah, I, it might I, be good. I knew right away they were like they were together because they sound like the same people. Totally. <laughs> I was like, wait, was this is this the wrong episode I'm listening to? Was this person just on? I had to go back and realize, oh, that was yeah. I had the same thought. Like they are very similar. It's funny when she first introduced her and she talked. You know, this is welcome to. Uh, Allison Rosen is your new best friend and then they talked about being best friends and the actuality of the feeling of it and Allison said it's not like let's be best friendies and I thought no I thought it is (laughs) (laughs) no wait (laughs) yeah like the kind of conversation you'd have with your best friend I think that's how I yeah and after you leave there you you know it sounds like every, every single person that leaves there talks to her about things that maybe they haven't before or they feel comfortable as if you are a close friend. So I think she makes you feel that way. And I should—I don't think she should downplay it. I feel like I'm her best friend. So I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, no not at all. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> okay, good. Phew. <laughs> um, they talked about not being social and being social and that balance and that feeling of relief when you don't get the invitation. Like, ah, like, oh, I don't... Or not get, not get the invitation, but, oh, I don't have to go to something. I got out of it. But then... Not getting the invitation the next time and feeling, wait a second, <laughs> I still yeah. want to be invited. Totally. Riley, we want the um, the opportunity to turn it down. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so is, weird, but it's it is, true. It is weird because, and I think I'm past that point where I don't look at Facebook or Instagram. Well, I don't look at Instagram anyways because it's annoying, but, and Facebook is too, but Instagram is just another level of annoying but I don't look at it as, oh, look what I'm missing out on. I look at it, <clears throat> I don't look at it as something I'm missing out on. I look at it as, oh my gosh, I look at it as, oh, thank God I didn't have to go to that. <laughs> or I think people play, if you're taking the time to post pictures, chances are you're not having a great time to me because, I mean, like yesterday, I was at Disneyland. I took only a couple pictures because it was raining, but I didn't post pictures till today because. We were having fun. I didn't even answer my phone all day. There was like tons of messages and I didn't want to check in and, oh, look where we are. We're having fun. It's like, I'll share it tomorrow. No biggie. You know, it doesn't seem out of the moment. And I don't, who are we talking, were they talking about that on the Thursday show too, where everyone's just in tune to watching their phone and posting something? Their yeah, they were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I feel I, like I could go to that light show or whatever they were talking about and just be perfectly happy to leave my phone in the car. Yeah, it depends. Like sometimes I feel like um, sharing things in the moment for family members or I don't know, because it is something to do if I'm a little bored. But then other times it's like 
yeah, I, I realize I came home from somewhere and I'm like, I didn't even take a picture, much less, you know, post about where I was or check in or whatever. And I'm pretty active on Facebook. Like I like to see what other people are doing and, and, you know, see that. But yeah. I do too. I, I, I like to see it. I think the annoying part is not the seeing what people are doing. It's the other BS, the getting the ass full of politics and a lot of other things. And yeah. every other little thing. But um, seeing what people are up to, I think is cool. I do feel like a connection, which might be a false sense of connection, but it is, you're seeing what they're doing during the day. I just feel like I do so much during the day that I don't post. And I think, do people think that I just do nothing <laughs> because I'm not posting anything? You know what I mean? Like, but that's crazy yeah. to think that. Like, my life exists even though Facebook is, you know, maybe not a part of it all the time. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, right. like, I have had little moments where I, like, see friends posting pictures. They're all, like, they all went out for a girls' night or something. And I didn't get invited. And I have a little bit of, like, oh, you know. Oh <laughs> yes. And, and then... I'll hear about like I'll get together with them or see them in the next few days and I'll hear about it and I don't know if they're like describing it so I don't feel bad that I wasn't there or if it really is just sometimes not my scene not and maybe I wasn't invited because they knew they were gonna you know do something that they knew wouldn't really be fun for me or you know so that, and yeah. that would happen to me a lot, especially when the kids were younger. And now, of course, most of my friends have all moved out of state. I'm sure it has nothing to do with me. Um, but <laughs> it's before I didn't, I couldn't really do anything. So I was always saying no. And I kind of liked being able to see the pictures of, oh, I know I would have had fun there. That's cool. But And I would get a little bit bummed sometimes. But most of the time, I knew I couldn't go. And if I really tried hard, I could probably force myself. But I probably wouldn't have as much fun. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And, like, I think they'll have more fun if I'm not there. Oh. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, you know, like, they can just relax and enjoy themselves and not have, like, you know, sometimes I get a little bit judgy. I know that. Ooh, we need to hang out more. <laughs> I think we would feel uh, just fine around each other. We, we, see, I would always be the person in the corner sitting with someone talking shit about everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it's not always fun to have, it, like, there's sometimes... People don't want that, and I get that. And I've even been, like, trying to not do that as much. Like, if I'm going to, like, just go enjoy something for real, for what it is, don't try to, like, feel like I'm better than everybody else and have fun and just see how that is, living life like that. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to pretend, like, I think I related myself to Dexter being around other people where I'm like, this is how I should be social. (laughs) This is how humans should be reacting to this conversation. No, I'm sure you're not that drastic, but. No, I'm not that drastic. No. (laughs) I promise I don't kill people. Okay. Well, you do live in Barris. So, I mean, that's. If we thought that Ohio. Oh, no. If we thought that Iowa had room to murder, I'm pretty sure uh, Embarrassed Minnesota has plenty of room to murder. Oh, lots. For sure. (laughs) Although Dexter in Florida, I love that he just puts everybody in the ocean. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Right. It's just kind (laughs) of like, eh, nobody will notice. Totally. Like, like Seinfeld Perfect. and the, the bodies in, in New York or whatever. In the hey, Fargo. Fargo, yes. man. Yes. All kinds of murder happening there. Right? Fargo is <laughs> like one of my favorite movies. That's pretty good. I, that's a yeah. movie I'd like to revisit because I haven't seen it in a long time and I've never seen the show and I've heard it's good. But <gasps> The show is way good. Really? Okay. I yes. need to start that then because my husband but, and I are looking for something else to start 
together and that's more our speed together my stuff yeah. for myself he's like no <laughs> and you don't have to watch the movie to watch the show like the show completely stand on stands on its own okay but the movie is completely awesome and you should watch it like once or twice a year no matter what <laughs> okay that's my opinion on the movie but the show like there were points in the show where i was like this is better than the movie but that comes because it's you just get to spend so much more time with the characters so i always like tv shows more yeah, because that is just true. More you do, like you said you get a better relationship with the characters you have more yep. fulfillment with it okay yeah Good. I was not- worried about it getting ruined by the show or something, but even though everyone says it's great, I just need to watch it then. Yeah. Done. You know, at this point in my life, I, I don't care if I miss parties, but TV shows, I'm like, <laughs> there's so much good stuff out there that, I've, that I haven't true? seen yet. Oh my gosh, with all this original content out there where they're actually putting stuff out that people want to watch, that people are talking about again, it's not just the bullshit that is on channel 2 through right. 13. It's like People, it's in demand now to make good content. It, it's I love it's, it so we're much. We're in a great time right now. You're right. Party yep. smarties. It's all about TV. <laughs> totally. I'm right there with you. Well, you know what? Then I guess we can thank Facebook because we can feel like we're social when we're really not. I think Allison just needs to spin it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think she should just like I heard see I'm not a Patreon supporter level that a lot of you guys are so I don't get a lot of the stuff that you guys get but I heard that she got to be that you guys all are Facebook friends with her for real and I was like now that that almost makes me want to pop up the big box yes imagine (laughs) you post a picture and Allison Rosen likes it and just just sit in that moment because it's happened yeah it it doesn't that's amazing But it happened, and I yeah. thought, and I, I think all of us felt the same way where we kind of tiptoe. Okay, I don't really want to tag her in things, or I don't want to always do a bunch of stuff. But every once in a while, something will come up, and I'll, you know, add her name to something. But it's rare. Maybe like I think I've done it twice. <laughs> but yeah, that feeling of oh, I can just add Allison to this mix, or Jenna, or Al that I'm fr- and Daniel I'm friends with on there now because of it. It's like, really? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm just excited. Like, I'm, even just to be Facebook friends with you, Lisa, and like, Ray, your um, name came up on People You May Know today, so I'm probably going to friend you. Because Facebook really, like, I don't spend as much time on Twitter as fa- Facebook's really, like, the one social media place I go. And I don't go there tons, but that's like the place I I do spend time. So that's like where it would be fun to have more activity going on. But that's just me. No, but yeah, is. hit me up. Hit me I up. will. I will for sure. Here, I'm going to pick up my phone right now. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're making connections all over. All over the there you go. Um, so speaking of being lonely, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a perfect, not a perfect segue because I'm not good at that. But Ray, I know you are an only child. You also have an only child. Did I say yep. lonely or only? Okay. Uh, uh, both, I guess. Okay, same diff. <laughs> uh, you know, Rhea spoke of the loneliness of being an only child. Emily, are you an only child? No, I am one of four. Okay. I'm third I of four. I had known that if I would have listened back to the BYOF did with you, but... Um, I don't know if I mentioned it. Oh, okay. Are they unmentionable like my sister? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, some of them... But, like, I grew up, like, big, 
like loud house, like mm. not lonely at all. Like at, you know, some years of my life, I was closer to my older sister and some years of my life I was closer with my younger sister. So like, I always had like sister friends around. Oh, see, I'm so jealous of that. I see movies and commercials. And even when I'm in the card section at the, at the grocery store, where I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I had a sister I can give this nice card to. But you know, oh, I, I feel the same <laughs> way now. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't really um I'm not super close with them now. If oh, that okay. helps. They fall off the face. <laughs> Got it. Um so this is good because I'm super pro <clears throat> I'm super pro like having siblings even though I had a dud, but I also had one that wasn't a dud. And the dud even helped me it she hurt me a lot, but she really helped me work a lot of issues out as a child where I didn't have to deal with them as much later, but then she caused a lot of other issues. So maybe it was counterintuitive. I don't know. But for me, when I had kids, I was like, my minimum requirement is that I at least have two because I wanted them to have that experience. Now I never had the only child experience. My husband did. And he was said it was a lonely existence where you are making friends with whatever's in the room or your friends (laughs) are, your grandparents that you have to go visit all the time, or it depends on the situation, obviously who you are around, but he would make his friends like his brothers, which is kind of neat and special in itself where he creates, like, I think like Rio was saying, you create a family when you don't have it, which I think everybody does. But when you, especially when you grow up with nobody to relate to, or to have to talk about the issues you have to take the heat off of you, it's a different experience. So Ray, what was your experience with that? As far as lonely, do you prefer? Do you think you would prefer it? Which way? Well, I um, as a kid, uh, there'd be some rare bouts of loneliness, but not much. Um, and that might be just my personality. Um, I liked like having my own room to myself with my stuff that I could play with, and you know, I, and I was in my neighborhood. There was a lot of kids. Um, a lot of, most of them were older than me, though, but they'd let me tag along as the stupid little kid. Um, and I've got, oh, I think about 15 cousins on my dad's side. So whenever That's I went up, yeah, whenever I went over, like, my grandparents' house, it was always, like, people visiting and kids. Of, of those 15 cousins, about five of them were my age. Oh, so wow. they weren't really... They weren't really brothers, but they were kind of sort of like that, and um, we grew up together, more or less. But I got to go home to my house by myself with my stuff. and um, the only That time sounds I, really nice. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, 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 and Christmas, that was mine. You know? <laughs> but the only time I really missed it, I think, was... Uh, when my mom passed away, I just had to deal with it by myself, and I, I would have liked to have had a sibling to, yeah. you know, share share that burden with. But as a kid, not so much. I mean, it was okay. Right, like the the when my mom can annoy me with with some with a phone call or with whatever random thing, and being able to talk with, when I was friends with my sister, we would just talk, you know. We could t- bounce it off each other, like, oh my gosh, what did she say to you today, or what did this happen, and we could just. <laughs> You know, it was a f- fun kind of release of stress, not just, you know, but, you know, you can find friends to do that. On the flip side, as an adult, 
I like being around friends and people and I always wanted to have a big family, but I love being by myself so much and I love everything in its place and I want my own space where my husband wants people over all the time. And it's, I mean, every single day there are people in the garage playing pool now. Every single day it's like a little party and he thrives on that where I'm just like, I just want to be by myself. I just want to be, you know, in my own world and hear my own thoughts, which... You know, and I think that's just more introvert extrovert thing. Yeah, like, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of an extrovert, but my husband's totally an introvert. But he grew up an only child, so like, oh. I think yeah. But he likes he yeah he likes being by you know by himself. Yeah. And- now, when you define introvert extrovert as um, an introvert needs to be alone to recharge, and extrovert you need to be around people to recharge. In that definition, I'm more of an introvert. I, I need yeah. my alone time, um, and, and my wife and daughter understand that. I come home, I like, I go into my room, get about a half hour in of like no one talking to me. Then I'm then I'm good, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I'm a pleasure to live around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so Ray, you, you have that, an though. only child. Right. Oh, look at that. We we yeah. uh, double teamed you with uh, <laughs> comments and questions. But yeah, today, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Uh, being an only child suited me, you know, to a point. But okay. when I was a y- younger person in my teens and twenties, I, I definitely wanted to be around people a lot more than I do now. Yep, that makes sense. And I get so charged by being by myself, just like you. I would love to come home and just be. See, I don't have the. I don't even know. I like that you just go and do it because you need it. For me, I'm just like stressed out for 20 or 30 minutes where I'm like, just, uh, just let me, I need to, I'm in my head still. Just give me like some space for a minute, but I should just take myself out of the situation instead of being in it and being a stress case where I was like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. A so, long time. It's important. Um, <laughs> So Lisa was saying that she didn't want to have just one child because she didn't want to have an only child. And that I didn't I didn't think about it that much. I do have two kids, but I it wasn't like I don't want to have an only child. I just wanted more than one. Um, But Ray, you have one. So you were like, yeah, only child. Good enough. Pretty much. Um, well, cool. see, w- w- with us... Yeah, your situation <laughs> this is, might be different. <laughs> this, okay. this, this, this is a long-ass story of oh, infertility and, and all this other crap. Oh, but, um, okay. But at, at the, uh, the result is we adopted my daughter, and I, we were both in our late 30s, and it was like, okay, we got one. Do we want another one? Maybe if we were younger, we'd think about it more. But, gotcha. Um, yeah, you know, so it's like, yeah, you know, we're good with the one. <laughs> gotcha. No, and those are the the beautiful pearls of the child that is so you know cherished. Yep. And 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 she's so awesome. I'm, I'm like, well, if we get another one, maybe she won't be as good. <laughs> That's true. I mean, my sister is a perfect example of. I'm just kidding. Let's make about me and my issues, guys. <laughs> Well, I, I I love that you call her the narcissist. <laughs> That's awesome. So true. So true. Uh, maybe someday she'll change her ways and we'll be friends again. Um, probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> and if Leanne's listening, she's shaking her head, going, "No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> Don't do it." Um, and that was just a way to shout out to Leanne. <clears throat> so, hey, Leanne. 
What's up, Leanne? Leanne. You guys are almost neighbors. <laughs> Me? No. Uh, no. In Maine. no. Yes, we're both Anything in the north. The Minnesota. The you guys all live by each other. <laughs> They're probably about 2,000 miles away, Lisa. <laughs> I do love Maine, though. I really do. I we my a trip to Maine when I was fifteen is what made me want to live in the North. Really, I just happened to shoot for Minnesota instead. I'm dying to go. I've not been to the East Coast. I haven't been past Louisiana. Oh, Maine is gorgeous, and Maine is somewhere I would love to go. And. I think what needs to happen is Allison needs to have a show out there and it'll force me to save some money and get out and meet Leanne and, and do like a whole East Coast. That'd be so much fun. So, Emily, you're not from Minnesota? No, I grew up in Tampa, Florida. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. What a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Dex- Dexter. Uh-huh. Right. So, I yeah, I really liked Dexter because I was like, oh, it's kind of homey. Um, but, yeah. No, it's way too hot in Florida. My parents moved from I was born in Chicago and they moved me from Chicago to Florida because they were sick of the cold and I was like I want seasons I want you know yeah. I'm not a beach person I'm not a beach person so you know um, I'm not either surprisingly <laughs> but <laughs> I Florida sounds like the probably the last state I, I would ever want to visit it just seems muggy and gross and just I don't know if I built it up in my head but it just sounds like the weather I would hate. So my, my hair alone would not like Yeah, it. you're you're right. The humidity is um I can't even think of a word to describe it. It is it's big. It's a big deal. Like when I go home, it's it's like the humidity is an issue. Yeah, it, it, it makes sucks. me it, grou- grouchy. It, even in the in the northeast in the summertime, uh, yeah. eighty degrees feels worse than a hundred here. It, it's because <laughs> you're swimming in the in the air. It Ugh. feels like, and and you why take a shower? You're just gonna sweat right when you get out of it. It's it's <laughs> so just, true. Yes, it's just, uh, it's horrible. It's you know, horrible. Gr- growing I, up in Texas for a few years, I had that issue for a while. But you know, when you're a kid, everything just seems whatever. And then you go back and visit, and you think, oh. How did I live through this? Sorry, yes, that's sorry, Texas. Totally... <laughs> sorry, Brittany. And... Texas is way worse than Florida. Really? I think. I think. Oh my I mean, gosh. it's okay, not as humid. Head, I think... Okay, I had no idea. Texas is less humid, but the heat is worse. Okay. So, because like in Florida during the summer, like every afternoon, pretty much, you'd get a big rainstorm. So, it so it's was like... like Hawaii. Almost, it sounds like. Maybe. Huh. I don't know. But it's not hot. It's not desert like Texas. Uh, okay. Well, I'm still not sold on it. I'm The humidity can go I'm not trying itself. to sell you. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's go to Maine together. Okay. <laughs> Let's go visit Leanne. I can In the handle, summertime. I can handle dusting off some more coats and doing layers. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Like some in the toddies. fall, maybe. Or the summertime. The that, summertime but, in the north is gorgeous. Like, and I've heard the, the fall is just the, the, the time to go, too, with the leaves. and the Yes. Yep. So okay. the, I had to put a sweatshirt on in the evening in, like, June. And I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Because <laughs> you never have to put a sweatshirt on in Florida. So, no. yeah, being able to put a sweatshirt on in the summer was what I wanted to live in. And now I do. 
putting a sweatshirt on in Florida is just what the weather is like. You just <laughs> you just go out naked, and that's what it is. And you still feel like you have too many clothes on. Yes. Strip down. Um, Rhea was talking to not only being feeling that loneliness as, as an only child, but also coming to terms with realizing that you're gay and then the coming out process. And every time someone is on and talks about it, first of all, it's so foreign to me. We go through our own struggles growing up and then having that as an extra thing to go through in this life just sounds, I don't even, I, I don't even know. I just can't even imagine that struggle. And I, I'm so empathetic to it and sympathetic to it. Just going through that and being strong enough to deal with the people that, I don't know, you know, how she said coming out to her dad was the hardest and he was kind of a jerk about it. And just that anticipation of having to come out to anybody when just being your, just to be yourself is mind boggling to me. Yeah, absolutely. And and she has sensed that she was gay at age four. Um, I can, I can see that because I knew I wasn't when I was four. I, 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 I knew I liked women and my dad tells a story of like putting on the Jackie Gleason show and they had the June Taylor dancers out. And I was like under the TV trying to look up their skirt. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, I don't know why. So it's not just that you like women, but you're a little pervy even back then. (laughs) What can I say? Um, (laughs) I didn't know why. I had no idea what sex was about or anything, but I knew I liked women. And I came of age when miniskirts were around. I knew I liked them. I I didn't know why. But but there you are, and I feel like gay people probably have that same kind of feeling toward the same sex. You know, they don't know what's, they oh, don't yeah. know what sex is, but they know what they like. You know, right? And that, and when people say, "Well, it's a choice," I'm like, "No, I think it's hardwired somehow." I agree. Also, I think I'm kind of confused in a bit. No, I'm kind of confused. Not really confused. I don't know what the word would be, but all of her indicators that she felt that she was gay young were all the things that I felt as a kid too or that I did like I was into skateboarding I identify with Joe Polnicek on Facts of Life I wanted to be a boy (laughs) but oh and also I would steal my uncle's um, playboys and check those out I was like I was a pervert really (laughs) when I was really young but I uh, this is gonna come off wrong but (laughs) I really love Boys, I know where you're going. I know what you. Yes, we <laughs> all know so what you're going to say. That could come <laughs> out of terms, but yes, I gotcha. I'm I, with yeah, you. and you know, just because um, you know, if a girl is tomboyish, doesn't mean she's gay. True, right? Not, ne- not necessarily. She it's just kind with of Joe you know, as being gay, and to me, I was. And she said, "Doesn't mean she was." It was you're identifying with a character, and for me, I identified with. a a tomboy because I thought I for me like I liked working on cars I liked doing welding I liked doing things that boys did but you know quote-unquote boy things but I liked doing it wearing lipstick and having my nails done and so you know what I mean so I I wanted (laughs) both I wanted both worlds and I I don't see and it's hard because my daughter's kind of the same way she's a tomboy but my son on the opposite side, he likes both things a lot also, not wearing lipstick, but 
he likes a lot of girl things and he likes a lot of boy things, but there's no word for that except for, oh, what's going on here? You know what I mean? There's no boy name for a boy. It's just, hey, he likes everything, which I love about him. He loves art. He loves things that are more maybe more feminine, but then he loves Legos and cars and, you know what I mean? Yeah, and- and, and you're not stigmatizing what he likes either, and that's and that's right. You know, you know, well, kids are trying to figure things out, and they like what they like. It doesn't, you know, sexual orientation's different to me than that. I agree, and I think listening to Rhea talk about gender totally opened my eyes to something that I really never thought about. And of course, with my son, I just say like, whatever you like, I'm supporting. I don't care. Like, I'm never gonna judge it. I love that he likes right. what he likes, especially because the boys that I was friends with in high school, they were all into like the stuff that he's into. They they weren't into sports and doing that kind of thing. They weren't boyish. They were all into music and art and you know comics and stuff like that. That was maybe more nerdy, but or effeminate. I don't know. But they all had. They were, you know, I don't know. It was just, I love that about him, that he's, it, it's it's going to be harder for him because he doesn't fit into any groups at school, you know, but I love that. I think it'll be good for him later on. But anyway, so Rhea was talking about the gender thing, which I never really looked at it as not a penis and a vagina thing or a hormone or a gender, like a DNA thing. I never looked at it the other way that she was describing it. It kind of opened my eyes to something different. I, I struggled with it a bit. And, I did too, but that's what I mean. It opened my eyes or my mind to something that I never thought about or I don't really understand. Well, I think that, yeah, and I think it's kind of like the ultra-conservative's wet dream to hear, hear someone talk like that because then they're like, oh, oh, she, she's, she's hat-gendered. Do we have to have a hat <laughs> bathroom? Uh, you know, and, and then like, okay, misinterpret whatever she says in right. The thing is, it's that it's not that it's not that, oh, we're we need to be surprised that people don't fit into these gender norms. It's that we are having to realize that these gender norms are are two examples that we've chosen to like point to and make the normal things when really all the other you know, variations and between those two things and beyond those two examples have always existed and will always exist. And it's just that we've tried to say you can be this or this. And really, it's just more than that. So it's like, it's like tearing down those, that sign that says there are two choices for gender. You know, right? Because sure. we're, we all just made it up anyway. It's like, so true, and I the really, idea of gender. And I'm guilty of not necessarily pushing my kids into that, but I did. I mean, I wanted my boy to be wearing blue and green, and his room to be that, and my daughter pink. Even though when I was a kid, I remember my mom would put me in dresses, and I think when I was really young, I didn't care. But then later on, I didn't want. I I told my mom, I think as a kid, I'm never dressing my daughter in pink ever. It's gross and now it's like i love the girly stuff but i love that she gets dirty too in the dress you know but i definitely put those kind of roles on them just yeah it's our culture it is like that's it's ingrained 
It is. And, you know, it's something that slowly we will move away from. And probably not all the way. Yeah, I let my daughter make her own choices, and she's decidedly a girly girl, and I'm fine with that. I, you know, if she was a tomboy, I'd I'd live with that too. I mean, it's up to her to what she feels that her identity is, right? Right. Exactly. I just think, like, especially when you're someone that's coming out, you're kind of told these are the lines you follow, and when you don't feel that way, it must feel very weird to. You know, I mean, how do you prepare your kid to be homosexual if they're not going to be? But we all prepare them to be heterosexual. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I can't say, hey, if you're right when they're born, well, you might like this, you might like that, you might like whatever. It's just a hard path to go through to be different, I guess. I I think we're more perceptive now than we maybe previous generations. Like, this kid might be gay or might not be. Right, like uh, like Rhea was talking about her grandma saying maybe she would have been in a different age. And, you know, with my mom now, who doesn't say she's a lesbian, but she has a girlfriend now, and she's talked about getting married, not to me, but with other people. And this girl is, you know, it's her girlfriend. They're always around. They live together. They have, uh, you know. But I know that she was, much like I was, very into boys at a certain point. <laughs> so, but who knows if she was just suppressing something. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, maybe I, it's just the per- the people she happened to fall in love with. True. Very true. My I daughter. It's all, it's all Golden Girls futures for us anyways, whether <laughs> we like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter has a couple friends who identify as pansexual. I can't imagine that even... When I was that age. So they have so many names for it and uh, terms. I have a 13-year-old. I don't know how old your daughter is. 15. Okay. So, yeah. It's like, I mean, the world of Tumblr and (laughs) all. I mean, there's so many terms that these kids know now and that they identify with and as. um, I know in my experience, like move from one to the other and use different words for how she's feeling and identifying. Um, And I kind of, I, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about like having all these names for things, but I do like, yeah. I mean, over the course of my life, I, you know, I don't know if I ever felt like physical attraction to women, but now that I look back, I know that maybe I had I would have been able to get there if I had, you know, gone into physical ro- or, you know, romantic relationships with women. I have no idea. I never did. But I was very, very close to a few women, you know, that like it, they were my best friends. But in a different universe, maybe we would have been girlfriends, you know? Right. Yeah. So, and I've I can been close see... enough with my friends where, you know, maybe there's some making out, <laughs> but, <laughs> but not, never a relationship. I've just always been into guys, but the fun part of making out with girls, it is fun. <laughs> oh so, my god, my kids don't ever listen to this, guys. <laughs> so, so now, like the the kids that are teenagers now, they you, you they would be calling themselves pansexual. 
right. would say I'm pansexual. And it's it, funny because we want to try and stay away from labels so so much. Like we want our own thing. We're not labeled, and then you get right back into a group and you're labeled again. But well, that that's what I think pansexual means. It's okay, it's just not, love everybody. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's not being bisexual. It's loving people regardless of what their sex or gender is. I think it used exactly. to be called trisexual. You'll try anything. I guess. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was, I'm sure, some stupid joke that a stand-up made at some point. Um, I'm glad I could uh, repeat it. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about. They talked a little bit about, they went back to the gross food talk, which it was really funny because Rhea said, oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to take this show there. And I thought, if you only listen to the last episode where they're talking about the hot, salty tapioca ball thing, <laughs> I think we're fine. <laughs> But they were talking about the low odor bully sticks and the the penis chews for dogs or whatever. <laughs> that just every time they talk about it, I think I is that is there that much of a surplus of bull wieners that they need to make them into something, or are they really that good? I think it's both. Uh, I think it's like yeah. why waste it? Or, or unless you know they were probably ground into hot dogs previously. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like she say, or like they were saying that maybe it was a delicacy somewhere else and became dog food here, which is very horrible to say. <laughs> um, so, but I've been what, to China. Maybe true. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Maybe it's. Uh, yeah, I'm not even saying. Well, Emily, I think you put it perfectly. Why waste a good wiener? Major props to Jeff for mentioning the Rubber City Rebels uh, yes! from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> I remember. Um, uh, they were a pretty little-known group back in the late 70s, and but they did get airplay with um, Young and Dumb uh, back when I was Young and Dumb. And um, you know, ch- check them out if you want to, because uh, it's, it's pretty good. Okay, I was really torn between using Rubber City Rebels or a Toe the Wet Sprocket song, which sounds like another word for a bully stick. But... Yeah. <laughs> But oh we'll, man! We'll, we'll see where we go on that one. But tune in, tune in, people, to the beginning of the show where you no. Actually, it'll probably be at the end of the show. I loved just that description of like where she'd put her toad the wet sprocket in and walk around alone in the rain. Uh, that was uh, so you know that you made me, felt it. Yes. Yeah. That made me feel so old that a child would be doing that. I'm like, oh, I was like in my 20s when they came around. I agree. It, it was kind of weird. I was like, wait, Toad the Wet Sprocket had cassettes? Like, it seems like later than that, but it, it was a I, very weird time. I had a Toad the Wet Sprocket cassette. <laughs> oh, alrighty. <laughs> but it was the 90s, and I was very resistant to CDs. I was like, these aren't going to be a thing. I had cassettes, but by the time I was that age, I think... I was listening to like old music, like mm. CSNY, like so the cassettes made more sense. Maybe I don't know. I didn't have much new music on tape. I think anyway. I remember walking home. I used to listen to Toad the Wet Sprocket on my what was it called again? I can't remember. Walkman. Cassette? Thank you, Walkman. Oh my gosh! Oh. Wow. Um, and like Fugazi and what other bands? I was trying to that just like sparked a whole bunch of different bands. Uh, Minor Threat. I think those were the, the cassettes I would listen to on the way home and just be like sad straight and edge. off. Totally straight edge. You know what I mean? <laughs> SXC, <Right>. baby. <laughs> uh, they did talk a little bit about um, inappropriate conversations with your parents when you're an adult. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, okay. I did write uh, that down. The being the kid or. Yeah, be, yeah. Yes. 
Oh my God! And and if we ever do a um, uh, thank you for being a friend, I'll get into it more. But I had this conversation with my dad, um, prompted by, inspired by Allison. Um, I just wanted to air some shit out, and uh, we had a like a a major conversation. But in the course of that, he started talking about the first time he had sex with my mother, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to hear this. And he didn't stop, and I was like, I can't unhear this. Please stop, please. Uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. It's like, do you realize you're talking about me? Right? I, don't know. I feel like that's kind of bonding. Yeah, I, I think I think he thought it was. You know what? My mom is the queen of inappropriate conversations with her kids and or she'll just whenever she takes the well, it's rare now, but when she used to take the kids for us to have our day night, she'd be like, Go make some babies. It's like, now do you think we're really gonna go have sex after you told us to? That's probably not gonna happen. But uh. she did share a story with my sister about giving my dad a blowjob and my mom had braces oh. and obviously oh. cut oh. off. <laughs> oh! No, no. And I'm like, wow. why? why? Well, first of all, why? Why is she having that conversation with you uh, 20 years later? 25 years later? And no. <laughs> no. All of it, no. We're not your friends. Yes, Don't thank you. That's... <laughs> Well, I kind of like a girlfriend. It it helps. I don't know. Yes, it would be like a little traumatizing in the moment, but I think afterwards I'd be like stoked that that just happened. I think if I, I had a conversation I, like that yeah, with my parents, I feel the same way. I feel like at this point, being forty-one on Sunday, and my mom is sixty, I think we're at well, that happy level. birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of just yeah. dropped that one in. <laughs> Just having that relationship now is more friend because, you know, at a certain point, she kind of stopped being my mom anyways, probably really early on. And now our relationship now is more friends. So it is kind of, oh, that's kind of cool to have a little peek in there. It is, unco- you know, uncomfortable and unfortunate to think about her lips around my dad's wiener. But <laughs> that was really hard to choke out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything else that we need to gag on for Monday? I'm good. Okay, you're I'm all, good. You're all caught up? All right. Let's talk, yeah. about, let's talk about the mustard plug of Thursday. Actually, it's more of the mucus plug of Thursday. Oh, uh, God. We were her chocolate strawberry Oreos, which... Gross. Yeah, I've heard they're not good. Um, who ate them? Was it Kelly? Was it... Becky, I don't know. Someone that that is part of our show <laughs> has tried these things. Uh, they sound kind of good, but they sound... I guess they were kind of gross. Apparently. And I don't know why t- Allison is calling us them. I don't know if she's eating them. Oh, Nibbles is probably at it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nibbles maybe is eating for Maybe it's sponsored. Ooh, maybe. It should be. <laughs> she Actually, should work I, on that. I know. You know, Jenna... Sorry Not Sorry should be really should be sponsored by so many things they get so, so much many free things. advertising and i know i mean first when i first started listening to her show it made me feel okay about eating snacks like it made me think oh eating snacks is fine see jenna and i'll do it but it, that tricked my mind into thinking 
that I should be just drinking Coke and eating snacks all the time. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You got to rein it in a little bit. But yeah, the, the Oreos and the McDonald's and everything just, and Diet Coke. I mean, Jenna sends tons of people to those companies all the time. I agree. I like that it's changed my attitude. Like, I don't feel like, oh, gosh, I'm eating candy. Like, I'm just allowing myself to enjoy the candy. And, like, like they have a pretty healthy, like, relationship with food. Like, they really enjoy it. And then, you know, they exercise. Or at least Jenna does or talks about it, you know? <laughs> so, I, I think like it's that. good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. So I feel like I feel like I know the McDonald's that they go to in Burbank. And I, and I was I was just there this morning, and I always have like an eye out. Is China here? Is there a <laughs> Prius in line? And a giant I would diet too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Sadly, that they weren't there. No. Uh, well, I'm sure nine times out of ten, you'd probably run into them. I know, I but, know. I got to keep an eye out. But don't. Baby yeah, you talk have to Sam. figure out like the schedule. Like she probably drives out of work. You think she gets the? She probably gets Diet Coke on the way there. I would. I'd be like, no, I've stopped for Diet Coke on the way to work. Because then she drives him home. I think. Or sometimes he'll just take the car and she has to walk everywhere. True. So you oh. might just see her walking around. I think she goes oh. there for breakfast, honestly, and has Diet Coke for breakfast every day. That's what I'm thinking. Well, that's- uh, that's oh, where oh, I, yeah, yeah that, and uh, I was there about uh, eight thirty, nine o'clock this morning. So I was like, "Oh, is she here?" No, <laughs> no. that would be good timing. <laughs> that, that yeah, good you timing. just have to figure out her her exact schedule. Yeah, just yeah. not out, that actually. we're like stalkers uh, or anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll totally from, stalk like, them out to ten thirty, and you'll probably run into her. <laughs> because with a baby, you think you're going to get out of bed and, and out the door, but then all of a sudden it's 10 and you think, oh my gosh, I'm still in a bathrobe and I have one eyebrow yeah. on. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> 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 um, so Allison is freaking ready to pop. She is an emotional, hormonal wreck, which I love that she is just open and honest about it. And... I it brought back so many memories of my insanity towards the end. I remember screaming at my husband. And by the way, even if he did this today, I'd be pissed, but I would be silently mm-hmm. pissed like I usually am. Uh, he was doing like a clean out of a toilet. And, you know, the, the clean out goes out to the outside. So when you clean everything out, it all comes out there unless, you know, you have a hose hooked up or whatever. So anyways... The backed up everything was all out on our patio and it got oh. left there, by the way. There's toilet paper and it's just bacteria city. And I was just like, there's shit everywhere. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, we're about to have a baby in the house and I'm so mad that everything needs to be clean. So I think I had a right I... to be angry, but I was a little intense yeah that that seems more logical to be mad about than you know a, a big bassinet too big let's go let's not have a kid anymore <laughs> i'm done <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah pregnancy hormones they're they can be real yes yeah feel some stuff oh yeah you guys think PMS is crazy and rage. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, I rarely get that, but it is the same thing where I just silently 
hate a lot of things and I keep it all inside or I'll do my passive aggressive comments. But when I'm PMSing, all my truths come out and it's like, dude, where did this come from? Well, now that I have a 15 year old, I get that in stereo. No, I am not looking forward to that. Yeah, I've got like a woofer in tweeter of like female sound. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I always think. God, my my grandma was so crazy. She's an insane person. But guess what? She had ten kids in ten years, and four of them were girls, one year apart. Imagine oh boy. all of those things. First of all, her hormones of pregnancy, and then now you're raising daughters in a house of ten. No, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has every right to be insane. I don't have to like it, but she's insane for a good reason. <laughs> it makes you crazy. So, Allison's shower labor scare <laughs> did, okay so emily did you have the feeling of oh my water broke or oh i'm early delivery and go into the hospital early that kind of feeling no i never went into the hospital early i definitely had moments where i felt like things were starting to fall out of my vagina <laughs> <laughs> it's like your vagina is just coughing or turning inside out and you're like why is this feeling <laughs> You know what, Ray? Earmuffs for just... <laughs> uh, it is, is it any more you know just what? me or everyone? <laughs> you know what, Ray? Put your mucus plugs in and hold on a second. Um, <laughs> you know, I with the first one, I went in early thinking, okay, my water broke. And everyone says that they were talking about, oh, your water doesn't break or the doctor says that. And they told me, your water didn't break. You probably just peed your pants. I'm like, okay, I know what that would feel like. It's coming out of a different spot. There are two holes there. I understand they're together, but I'm not peeing my pants all day. That's what it felt like. A slow trickle all day where I just had to like keep fixing that problem. <laughs> okay. And it's it was all day. And they said, no, your water didn't break. I said, okay. So I'm just slowly peeing my pants all day long. That's just whatever. <laughs> but they sent me home and I had to come back, you know, a few days. I think it was like a week later no, maybe it's a few days, but still that feeling of having to leave, it sucks. And I didn't want to be that person that went in early because everyone says, don't come in early, blah, blah, blah. You're clogging up the system. And, but when it's your first baby and you're leaving, yeah, I I don't want to have a a car baby. Well, I don't know if I've, I, have I said, so I had a, I had a hospital birth with my first kid. I was eating dinner. I like, I started feeling contractions. I told my husband I wanted to walk around after dinner. I walked around. We lived in a small enough town that I actually, like, walked from the restaurant to the hospital. Whoa. And, like, it was – I mean, we were walking around, but we ended up close enough to the hospital that I was just, like, I didn't want to walk back to the car and blah, blah, blah. So – I walked into the hospital and I was in in real labor and I had my kid that night. But with my second one, I uh, I stayed home and I was uh, I ended up having my kid in the bathroom. No way. Yeah. So uh, uh, it was weird. (laughs) It (laughs) um, it was fine. It all worked out. But I just, I didn't want to go to the hospital because I just, I just, I don't know. I, you, I was like not even thinking, like I was just, I, 
I don't even, I can't even like remember or describe it. Like I just, I didn't want to go until I really had to, like I was almost ready to have the baby. And then I was past that point when I thought I was at that point, you know? So yeah. So I've had a car baby only. It was a bathroom baby. And <laughs> I don't know um, which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was fine. Like, and we actually like, it was so fine that we didn't even go to the hospital after that. Like, really? yeah, I, I mean, he was fine. I got into the bathtub and delivered the placenta. That's always the worst part. Oh my God. And I called the hospital and they're like, well, are you guys okay? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, just come in on Friday for the heel prick thing. And I was like, okay. I think you had that so. earlier in the year. Um, so who cut the cord? What, how? Um, Questions. <laughs> I, my husband, I think, or I did. <laughs> he just chewed it off. <laughs> It was a no. bully stick. <laughs> no, it doesn't look. It doesn't look dissimilar from a bully true, stick. But very um, true. yeah, no, he. I think he took some scissors and like put them over the stove to sterilize them. Oh my and god! I cut the cord. I think. So, yeah, I I'm kind of like crunchy. Like I I'm into that sort of thing. That's a um, real backwoods adventure. I yeah. That's props to you. I, you're a strong <laughs> woman. <laughs> It was, I, I liked it. You know, I didn't enjoy my hospital birth. I, I'm a control freak for sure. So I didn't like people telling me what to do, especially when I was like in this like feral, like I am giving birth to a human now, everybody get away from me kind of thing. That was like my experience of, you know, labor. So it worked out. But so, yeah. But if you don't want that, then, um, yeah, you don't want that. And so you no, do. And I and don't think don't... Allison can handle that. At least with her first one, get it right. done the way, you know, that the e- maybe not the easiest, but by the book where exactly. she feels and safe. You have no idea what's happening when you're with right. your first. Right. Yeah. I never would have done, I never would have like thought to do that with my first. Although I did have fantasies about like being out in the woods and just spontaneously having a baby. Oh my God. With my first. <laughs> Oh, wow. That would be So some... anyway. <laughs> well, so <laughs> mucus plug, bloody show, and rectum pressure were the three terms that were mm-hmm. very unsavory for this episode. Yep. And I liked uh, Jay Inslee's little video clip that he did about the mucus cl- about the mucus plug. It was pretty funny. I don't know if you guys seen it yet, but it's pretty funny. I I don't I I saw the post and I think I was like in the grocery store, so I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't watch this right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's short, it's sweet, it's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that leads us to you know this show will probably yeah it'll probably come out before the Patreon baby shower live stream episode that is this Sunday on my birthday. Is it one- safe to come back? Um, <laughs> yes, you, guys- you can. You can. Do Did this- you really not listen? <laughs> You can just no. I, 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 I'm here. I'm here. But you know, <laughs> as far as Jay's tweet, um, that was the exact point. I was like stuck in traffic in downtown LA, driving <laughs> to work yesterday morning in the rain, and um, I had the the guy next to me in the car was just kind of looking at me like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And I, I didn't realize I had a grimace on my face. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> he probably thinks I'm like. 
like taking a dump in here. No, he's like packing the window. He's all mucus plug. Yeah. <laughs> like those oh my God. alien brother. Cervix. Oh no. Okay. Feet coming out of vaginas. Oh no. <laughs> they didn't even talk about ripening cervixes, which is another term that's really disgusting. Oh, Every yeah. single term is like, no, why, why does it have to be like that? No. I don't like any of it. Oh, uh, uh, you poor ladies. I know. We really have the the grunt work in life. Yeah. Um, I Oh, anyway, so the Patreon baby shower. I'm super excited to watch her open our presents. And at first, I kind of agreed with other people that were saying, I hope she doesn't open it up to everybody. But now, I really am kind of excited that she does do that. It's going to be maybe hard to message and whatever, but getting to see everybody's presents and having people get to see their presents opened. But also, it could open it up to her getting more Patreon supporters. So that's another awesome thing. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it is worth it. It's fun. And it's just, I don't know. And I don't know like if it'll be that many more people. True. True. I, I'm just wondering how she's going to do it. Because she would have to be like friends with like a bunch of people for, if everyone wants to see it on her Facebook page, right? So right. Have this to one she's not going to do on Facebook, right? Okay. I think it's like a stay tuned uh, to yeah. figure out yeah, what's going to happen. Because uh, I think Raphael was... Um, he he suggested doing the YouTube thing like Jenna did, which I think that would be a great idea. As long as we can keep it maybe private or not to have those stupid trolls come in and ruin it. Um, something like that where you're kind of engaged in a, a bigger forum, I guess. Because becoming friends with everybody, I don't think she could do that. I, no, I think that's specifically... Yeah, I wonder she, if she can do it on her public page. Huh. Yeah, Wait, you oh. can do Facebook Live on your public Facebook page. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then it would not just be open to Patreon, it'd be open to everybody, which right. also could gain Patreon subscribers. It's like, this is what you're missing. This is really great. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited. I it. She actually DM'd me a few days before she talked about it because she was asking me if it would be okay to do it on my birthday. I'm like... How nice is this lady, first of all? I know. <laughs> like, really? I said, are you kidding me? I said, uh, I'm clearing my dinner schedules, you know, whatever. For my birthday, I get to watch you do this. And yeah, that's totally worth it. That's a birthday present in itself. And I didn't want it to be about me, but she made it, you know, possible to make sure that I was going to be around. It's like, she's just amazing. That's really nice. And, 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 and you, you get a sense that she's like really touched that you're doing this i do and i totally feel her uncomfortableness with it too and not that she's acting like it but i know for her she just wants to say hey it's not me throwing it i'm not asking for presents it's you know it's kind of like throwing your own party which i kind yeah. of asked her to do in a way but i think i'm glad she let her you know that uncomfortableness part kind of go by the wayside because i think she's going to have fun with it and and it'll be fun. You know, we want to shower sure. her with gifts and love and, and be a part of it. I think it's, she's giving us something more than, for me, than I feel like we're giving her. So, I'm excited. Oh, man. I think that mimosa just kicked in. I'm getting all mushy. Um, <laughs> so, the Gregosity quiz. Um, I love this. I love I did she, too. Yes. I love that she has people on that aren't going to be like, oh, you're sizing me up. It's just for fun. People roll with it. And I love 
I didn't even mention that Tony Thaxton was on for Thursday. Um, he rolls with it. His voice sounded a lot like uh, David Huntsberger a little bit and a little bit like Jordan Morris. So it was, sometimes I couldn't tell who I was picturing in my mind's eye who was talking. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, I was so teased, though, because like, my favorite Trap Dog song is the Greg Heller quiz Ooh. song. And we only got to hear a little tiny bit of it, just the beginning. And That's like, true. Oh, come on. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes. Ah, <laughs> it has a little rockabilly feel to it. I, I liked it pretty good. Yeah. And I like that group. It does make me kind of miss Greg more, but I loved the questions that she picked. And I love that he was open enough to not play to, Oh, I'm just going to agree with everything she says or try and figure out what she's trying to get from me. But he was just honest. This is my answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the, the whole idea of it. Right. I do too. Yeah. It's like how it's, like Greg are you, but also getting to know you, which we did, and I think it totally. opened up the door to that. Right, exactly, and yeah, and Allison got a, a, a small ration of shit from one of the Twitter guys saying, uh, "Oh yeah, you, you just want to say how great Greg is and how much everyone else sucks or whatever," and Leanne got on his shit, so you know. Cool. Thank God for that Good. bulldog land. And that sounds horrible, but you know what I mean. She's our, she's Allison's guard dog. I should have said that sounds better. Yeah. You know, Allison doesn't have to to say shit. Leanne's there to do her work for her, and that's good. That's right. She's got her back. <laughs> yep. You know what? Those people I feel like and I know Allison feels this way too, when she's just herself and then people get down on her for that. It's like, do you even know me at all? That's not Allison. It's like, why are you listening? Why are you yes. commenting? What are you Go, Go fuck away. yourself. <laughs> really. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Um, the Yelp, they talked a little bit about Yelp and, you know, Greg's Yelp review, which I still, I remember saying I was going to look it up and read it or something, and I really still want to, because I, I hear it borders on crazy. But they were also talking about Yelp for people, which they said it possibly might exist. But I don't know if you guys watch Black Mirror. There is an episode that is. Oh, didn't we talk about that? Yes, before, Emily. I probably it's the best episode. It's like the, I've only watched a few episodes of Black Mirror, and I feel like I never want to see another one because it's so much better than everything else. Yes, it's it's what Black Mirror was meant to be. It's so good. Yep. That episode. Another thing I'm missing out on. You need watch to watch some it. TV. And you know what sucks about Black Mirror is there aren't enough episodes in a season, but that's also good for someone that, that hasn't watched it. Because, okay, you can. And by the way, they're all self contained. Watch one episode. Right. And it does, it's not like a, a continuing story. Right. You can just pop in, watch this one, pop yep. in, watch that one. Yeah. And I think Another thing on my list. It, okay. it, you need to put it on there. Raphael turned me on to that one. And he kind of likened it to like Twilight Zone, but with technology. Which, when I say that to my husband, he still is not sold on it. But And I, when he told me that, I thought, okay, I'll watch it because I love Twilight Zone. Once I watched it, I thought, well, that's how I'm describing it. But I can't describe it any other way. But it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Just watch that one episode. I I mean, yeah, I think for it's sure. the Season three episode one. I think. Yes, right. Yep. So it's so good. Yeah, and it is Yelp for people, and it is fascinating. It is all like the little like, oh well, if that if your every interaction is judged, how will you act? And right, just amazing. It's so good, and that is the one episode that I thought this doesn't feel too far off. And if they're saying it already is a thing, I thought, oh my gosh, that's so scary. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I wanted to try to look up the 
review that he was talking about for some restaurant in Minneapolis. I'm like, me too. I yes. totally want to know what restaurant that is. I think like my guess. Well, no, I don't know. My first thought when he was describing it was that it might be Hell's Kitchen. Okay. But I hope I'm it's not. I hope he didn't have a a bad uh, experience there. But anyway, that was just my first guess. But yeah, I totally want to know which restaurant it was. I know. We're going to have to look that up too, somehow, to the net. Yeah. Um, they also talked about different poop terms. And I love that he had brown muffin crumbs. <laughs> I like how he kind of said, oh, I, you know, I just call it poop. And he said, oh, but we came up with, or as Frank came up with no, the term brown punching muffin. a brown muffin. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Punching a brown muffin. That's right. The brown muffin crumbs came with the JMO about the poop crumbs. Got it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Punching a brown muffin. <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> it's really funny because yesterday... <laughs> At Disneyland, my daughter comes up with ones all the time, and she came up with one yesterday. We went to Ghirardelli <laughs> to get uh, hot fudge. Actually, we got a banana split, and she said, oh, I'm going to Ghirardelli in the toilet later. <laughs> 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 oh, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's kind of perfect. But punching a brown muffin, oh, that's too good. It's too good. Uh, do either of you have any terms that you use regularly or have come up with? Well, um, not lately. I mean, it, uh, you know, a, a curling one might be. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember living in the East. Uh, my friends and I, we got to drop a Brooklyn trout, which which <laughs> represents what the, what the what the East River in New York looks like. Right. <laughs> um, but not too much. <laughs> Not beyond that. Yeah. I don't really... I just say I need to take a shit, maybe, I think. I don't really <laughs> talk my, about it that much. Yeah, that's my go-to. I, yeah. I yeah. Yeah, I think I say, like, heavy D. <laughs> take a big D. Um, <laughs> heavy D. <laughs> we also say, like... I know I've talked about my rating systems, about one, two, and three. That one, Obviously, one is pee, two is poop, and three is diarrhea. So, oh, man. You know, we'll say like, oh, it's, oh, is it three? <laughs> but now every time I hear, like last week when, uh, shoot, I'm going to forget his name, uh, when Jim Florentine was on, it was Jim, and, Jim Florentine, number three. I'm like, <laughs> like in my head, I had a diarrhea <laughs> joke. <laughs> Just to myself. <laughs> yeah. So number three. And, but the kids go even further now. They're like, oh, it might be like four with a hint of five. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That might be a blumpkin. <laughs> yes. Snapping a yam, though. My husband had never heard that, heard that term either. And on uh, Netflix, <laughs> you know how you can have the different viewers, like the different, like who's viewing, and you click on your name. Yeah. Uh, you can put little emojis next to it, which I just found out like a couple months ago. Where I thought, oh, I can put emojis next, next to your name. So, I, of course, next to mine, I put a bunch of Twin Peaks emojis and my daughter put a bunch of kitty cats and my son just put a bunch of random stuff and so then I did it for my husband and I put a beer a guy with sunglasses on a toilet and then a yam and he's like a yam what does that have to do with you I'm like snapping a yam that's what you're famous for beer drinking and pooping <laughs> and he's like I never heard that before <laughs> so and br thanks to Greg for bringing it all home 
I think that's uniquely Greg, though. I've never heard that otherwise. I swear I've heard it some other time, but maybe it's just so ingrained. Like, Allison's just so ingrained in my life that I think, oh, that's a thing I've heard of. <laughs> like, I feel like Adam Carolla might have said that. I'm not sure. I'm mixing things up now. I think hmm. he just he drops a deuce. Yeah, that's true. I think you're right. Uh, they talked about revisiting resolutions, which when we talked about our resolutions or maybe just having resolutions over the new year and maybe having another day to kind of go back and reflect on it, they actually did it, which is kind of maybe a little too soon because it's just the beginning of the month. But usually it is, you know, the end of January where everything falls off the the page where they're like, okay, I'm, I'm cool. I'm back to my old self again. Um, did either of you have resolutions and stick with them? I haven't gotten around to thinking about it yet. Yes. Yeah, see, okay. That's, <laughs> didn't Al say that too? I'm just too busy. Yeah. I think I feel the same way, but also I think that could either be one of two things. You could either get really too lazy and then it's already next year, or I feel like you're really going to come up with something good and stick with it. That's what I'm really thinking. Maybe. You know, no. and, and sound more sound more convincing, please. <laughs> La- last year, um, uh, my my goal was to lose weight. Now, I it actually started in like November, so it wasn't really a New Year's, but kind of was. And I did lose a lot of weight, but um, I gained a few pounds back after Christmas time because it was Christmas and it was a good Christmas. Uh, so I, I think I, I want to get back on track and that was kind of like this year's resolution. Um, but I liked Allison's, you know, the way she felt after her baby shower reconnecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that last summer. Um, I had my one of my old friends who moved to New York was back in town here. So it was like a mini reunion with like a bunch of people I hung out with in my twenties. And it, it felt really good because I, I don't live far away from most of them, but you know, it's just, you know, family and everything else. You don't really, I didn't really make the effort to connect and I kind of want to do that now. Cool. Just, hang, just like hang out with the people that I Used to. They're they're still my friends. I just don't see them very often anymore. You know, I had that too. And on New Year's, I did that. And I regret it. (laughs) But. Okay. (laughs) Actually, okay. You know what? I'm torn. I regret it. But then I also am happy I did it. Because I did reconnect with two people that I really am glad I did. And the girl was the one that signed us into Disneyland yesterday. So that turned out well. Nice. Saved us a bunch of money. And Jeez, yeah. she just dropped, you know, out of the blue. Hey, you want me to sign you into Disneyland next Thursday? Okay. Sure. You want to save me hundreds nice. of money? Uh, hundreds of money. <laughs> you want to save yeah. me hundreds of dollars and t- have my kids do something awesome? Okay, cool. But then on the other side, there were some people that I realized why I don't see them very often. Um, mm-hmm. And even my kids well, said, that's going to happen. Never see those people ever again. I said, done. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, uh, some interesting children that my friends have, and I'm glad that we're not going to see each other too often. Anyways, but I do appreciate that, Ray. I think it is good to do that because you can regain those things that are that you've lost or, 
you know, when you hang out with people that you haven't in a long time, you kind of go right back into that old feeling again and you have the same yeah, right. feelings yeah. and it's awesome. And there's like this feeling because I move far away from everybody I grew up with. So when I see people from my childhood, it's there's like this feeling that like they are the only people that truly know me. Like the friends that I have now, like it takes so much longer for like I have to tell them all my childhood stories mm. and all mm-hmm. my, you know, like for for them to get to know me as well or for me to get to know them as well as trying not to be so narcissistic. Um, But when I go back and I see my friends from childhood, it's like, they are just, they know me. They know all those stories. They were part of those stories. And, you know, like, it's nice to just like, to just, yeah, be around people that really feel like, like, know, I know them, their true selves, and they know me and my true self. You know, it's funny because I, maybe... I was never my true self when I was younger, except there's one person that I've been friends with since, let's say, 91-ish. And she's probably my closest friend. And she lives in North Carolina now. And she really knows me. So I have that feeling, too, of there's no recapping. It's just we totally know each other. We've been through everything together. Then there's all these other people that were maybe when I was younger that I just... I, I. lost touch with because I didn't connect and I after 20 years still wasn't close with them and I thought okay this just maybe isn't a right fit and I had maybe trouble picking the right people to be friends with so the people that I know now maybe for the last 10 years are the ones I feel like that know me the best besides my one oldest friend because I felt like I was more really honest and true to me in the past 10 years than when I was younger so I guess maybe that yeah could that be makes on sense a too different basis you know yeah. person by person basis but it, either way I think connecting with old friends is great in general <laughs> so. so 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 surf and sand Lisa was just a persona <laughs> you know my <laughs> I have nothing to say to that <laughs> except for you got me and yes <laughs> you know what that really is the true me people just didn't appreciate nerdy <laughs> Lisa <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't find friends that could just appreciate the nerdiness of me. (laughs) You needed to join a puffy paint group. (laughs) Needed to. (laughs) Just kidding. Speaking of that, I'll be recording Uh, my next puffy paint podcast next. (laughs) Yeah, I had a group of nerdy puffy paint aficionado friends, for sure. Girl Scouts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would have fit in. I think so. <laughs> See, and then once you get older, you add alcohol to it, and then it's puffy paint drinking extravaganza. Okay. I'm and just, see, I'm I didn't it. drink. I didn't drink until I was 32. Really? So See, that I was didn't weird. Drink until I was 23 or 24. I was totally straight edge. Yeah, me too. Actually, I'm Only sorry. I wasn't I cool enough to be was, straight edge. I was drinking when I was 15. Let me backtrack. I did start when I was about 15, around the time I started having sex. Then I quit by the time, I don't even know what age I was, but 19, and then I was straight edge until 20-ish. <laughs> Interesting. I yeah, just didn't. Isn't it? Mm. <laughs> or so, sex. I went to church. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was missing, and that's what I'm trying to give my kids, where I think, 
just I'm uh, not forcing it down their throats of like church, 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 but they are very comfortable in that in the surroundings and being around good people and good kids. And I am like, I'm I'm praising Jesus for it. That's cool. Well, well watch out because I I had such an asshole at church. I <laughs> rejected it all when about the time I was fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, I'm an atheist now, <laughs> and, and me, I wouldn't go in a church if somebody paid me. <laughs> I'm just so on the the border of it, but I don't force them. We go to church twice a month only because the kids want to, but it's never like you need to do this. And we're, it's very much, you know, everyone always says, oh, I want to introduce my kids to everything, and they choose, and I feel like they're getting a not a hundred percent rounded view of things. But for me growing up, I was definitely atheist. I definitely saw the devil and didn't believe in God. And now where I'm at is more not agnostic, but gnostic where I'm still searching for that thing and not totally closing the door on things. But for me, I just want to let them have this pretty much living in a bubble and, you know, they say the real world and whatever. And I feel like the real world is what you create around them or the people you put around you. And I didn't have that. I had no structure and I put the worst people around me. So it's not necessarily all about like God and Bible and whatever. It's just about being around good people that do good things, not judging. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're aware enough that if you start getting whiffs of them not being good people, you won't let the church cloud you or like right you know like it doesn't it's not like you're just assuming that just because it's in a church it's everything is hunky-dory exactly oh yeah so you're i go when i'm in church and my husband are elbowing each other and rolling our eyes and giggling (laughs) at people it's like okay people right (laughs) because there are those people there that those yeah those are the people the reason why i always hated church and hated religious people is because of you people but then there's the other people that have opened my eyes to a different view of things. Where I thought, okay, I yeah. can be more open to things. It's fine. Yeah. I grew up, like, going to church and, like, we would say grace at meals at home. I started waitressing several months ago. And there are people that pray at the restaurant. Like, before, like, when I set down their food and then I go away and then I have to, like, come back to give them something they ask for or something. I come back sometimes and they're praying. And it always is like, whoa. Like, that's, like... That's a line I never like. I never prayed at a restaurant. Right, up. my my so cousin does that, and it makes me feel very uncomfortable. And we tried the praying thing at home, only because I try and reflect what they're learning at school. But then I thought, you know what? This is us. I'm not going to try and fit into some other thing. If they want to pray, then they can lead it. But for me, it's just yeah, being good people, and then, I mean, I'm a pretty fucked up human being, so I don't think <laughs> that. I, I think they get a good round view of things. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well um, said. Thanks. <laughs> so speaking of disgusting things, uh, Daniel. Okay. Even though we weren't speaking of disgusting things. Well-rounded things, <laughs> bad habits. Okay. Uh, oh. Daniel asked around. And this is near and dear to the best friend. Our hearts. Heart. Yes, Absolutely. to our hearts. Uh, asked around as if it was normal. Did every you guys have chewed your toenails, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's done that, right? So I have. So mm-hmm. you know what? I and I came clean on the show. I have. When I was a kid, I definitely did that. I. But. Super fan, Megan. No shame, Megan. <laughs> Tons of shame, Megan. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Super Fan, we love you. That's all. I just, I had to bring it up because I thought, oh my gosh, we're talking about chewing toenails and Megan is, you know. It was pretty funny. (laughs) That's what she's known for. Oh, of course. She's, uh, what is it? Not not a supporter. What is it? Where you speak out for something. An enthusiast, an advocate. Yeah. Yeah, an advocate. She's a toenail chewing advocate. (laughs) Yes. She's an evangelist. She really is. Oh, maybe Pooh. This is why we love you. She was probably listening to you going, thank you. This is music to my ears, Daniel. Yep. <laughs> oh, and just tuning out everyone's comments. <laughs> um, who else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Baby talk. Um, the uh. ins- Not a fan. I definitely baby talked my cat this morning when I woke up and saw him sleeping on the bed. I'm like, oh, you're here, Casper. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. But that's not obnoxious. It's not. And Allison's imitation of the Instagram lady made my skin crawl like that. First of all, doing it alone is totally different than doing it on Instagram or somewhere where people other people are hearing it out in public. Yeah, I agree. Gross. I will do it with my kids as kind of a joke. Like if they're just waking up and I'll like say something like, oh, look, whatever. And it's silly and they know I'm kidding. It's not like I'm being insane or, you know, whatever. I wouldn't do it at school (laughs) or in public. It's no way. Yeah. You know, I try to make an effort to not do that with my daughter. Just like I speak to her. Even as a baby, I spoke to her like I speak because I didn't want her to learn how to speak in baby talk, you know? That's very true. That's a good point. But but it's what's difficult is when they, like, start talking and they, like, mispronounce things and it's kind of oh cute. Oh, gosh, yes. And that becomes the word for that thing. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that a little bit. <laughs> still, my daughter's 10, and she'll still, every once in a while, have a little bit of a lisp. And I think that's because she had a a tooth issue when she was younger, she fell and knocked her teeth out and she never got to pronounce her words correctly when she was first learning to say words. <laughs> so, but she still says th- things and my husband will say, Oh, what was that again? And she'll say it. And he's like, ah, but she's just getting to that age where she had a talk with me. No, daddy really makes me feel uncomfortable and it makes me sad. He's making fun of me. I said, no, he just thinks it's cute, but I'll have a talk with him because it's hurting your feelings, and that's the important part here. Um, yeah. But yeah, the little words that become something totally different where it becomes a new language in your house. Oh, the, this is the new word for it, and it's cute. Right. But again, when you're kind of teaching your kid that that's right. Right. And, and I was the same way as you, where I did not baby talk my kids as far as just talking to them like normal and the baby I take care of now, we j- I just talk to her like normal. Like she's just a person. She doesn't talk yet, but I want her to hear normal conversations. Not, Oh, oogie boogie boo. Or whatever. Oh, I was taken to task by this stranger in a no. supermarket at one time. Okay. Check this out. This was the most horrific trip to the supermarket ever. I, my wife was out, and I we needed stuff, so I was like, "Okay, kid, let's go." And she was she was just a baby. She wasn't even one yet. And she picked um, up so her I, briefcase and followed you out. No. <laughs> okay, no, kid, I, let's know, go. <laughs> I, we 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 went to the supermarket. I put her in the in the shopping cart, and um, we're going down the aisle where the the pet food was, and there was like. You know, toys for 
dogs and cats and she's like pointing uh ah, ah, I want and like no that those are those are balls for doggies and you know just trying to explain to her and this woman comes up and says like oh yeah like she understands you uh. like well she might <laughs> you know no, this is true. <laughs> a sack of potatoes and then she'll never yeah. learn yeah yeah she's a baby but you know why you know she understands a lot more than you think but you know so just like go away from me woman and then and then later on this old woman comes up with a candy bar saying like oh here you're so cute i want to give you this okay well first off what if i didn't allow my kid candy second off you're just giving this her for me to buy for her. You're not <laughs> yes. giving this to her. Right. I have two you issues with bitch. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't then, like I don't like that forcing I had somebody try and give my son frosting and it was before he was even one and she was trying to slip him some frosting, you know, like on her finger, first of all. And oh, I was God. like, Oh no, I hell hate. no. First of all, they haven't had he hasn't had sugar yet. It's his first birthday when he first gets sugar, okay? He needs to live up to it. But ask me for some shove your dirty frosting finger in my baby's mouth. Otherwise Ew, no. gross. Oh, who are those people? I don't know. That, like that's oh gosh. It just like a week ago, we were out with some friends and the father of the you know, like the other dad of the other family he hands my 10-year-old, 9-year-old son a pen. And it's one of those where if you touch it in the right places, it shocks you. Oh. And my son got shocked and, like, started, you know, crying a little bit. Like, he was surprised and it hurt. And I was just, like, so pissed. And that's it's like, horrible. who are you? What? Why do you think that's amusing or funny or who? who's enjoying this? Wait, what, what, what is this torture device? Right? <laughs> Who are oh. these people that Did think that's funny to give it to a kid? Seriously, what is this? A pen that shocks you? Yeah, it's the pen that, like, if you touch, like, the outside of the bottom part and the top. Like, so if you go to open it, basically, or click it. I don't even know. I didn't even, like, I... Well, what what purpose I, does that serve? I don't I don't understand what this. It's thing a is. joke. It's like a oh, you, know, oh. you like, give it to somebody and it shocks them. Oh, it, it, that's so cool. anyway, right? First I feel all, like never you're just seeing them for again. Someone to ask you for a pen, please ask me for a pen, please. Oh, a pen. It's uh, so mad. That's like the shaking the hand buzzer thing. The whole thing. Yes, that's really weird to do that. It's yes, inappropriate. It's I don't like it. And to a child, uh, like he, uh, uh, and now I feel horrible because he started handing it to me, and like uh, I don't know, my instincts just kicked, kicked in. <laughs> no, I didn't say give kidding. it to the kid, but like I didn't take it, and so then he like moved over and handed it to my kid, uh, and I'm like, oh. I got the mommy guilt on top of it. Exactly, uh. we will find a way to feel guilty no matter what. But oh, I am course. so mad at. Like I, I said on the way home, I'm like, who? What kind of person does that? Like, what? Uh, there's, I don't enjoy being around people like that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not okay you, with that. You know, April Fool's Day is like assholes Ugh. Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm not down with any of those things. Practical jokes. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like doing it to other people. It's no, no. 
That's horrible. You should, I, and I hate in the moment, like if you were someone like Jim Florentine, you would have been like, make that guy feel like shit. But you, like most people, you're kind of in shock of like, what just happened? Yes. And like, I was comforting my son and I don't want to like yell at this guy that like we're friends with, but it's like, dude, like, yeah. No, you know and, what? my husband part, has a like, friend like that that always has to come over and pick on the kids and do stuff. And every time he comes over now, the kids just go away. They're like, I don't like that guy. But he does weird things. Like, just <laughs> this is going to sound weird. Like, he threw a screwdriver at my son once, just like as a joke. Like, I'm throwing it by you just to scare you. And it's like, that's not funny. No. Like, how is that funny? I, it, d- yeah. Just a weird sense. Like, those kind of adults. And I hate to bring Curl up it's again, like but hazing and yes, like the like army, like the boot camp kind of kids feel bad about themselves. I just don't understand that. There's a difference between joking around and having a kid get it and be part of the joke, and then to be the butt of the joke as if you're a piece of shit is different, right? Or like or. live in constant fear, right? Like, like low level to trust people that are going to come up and give you something. Like now I can't right. trust you. That right. is so funny because, okay, just last night we were at Disneyland and this is kind of the, had the opposite ending, but we went to, on Main Street, there's this magic shop that was my favorite when I was a kid. So I took the kids there and they were just so excited. And my daughter has been really into magic lately and she was excited. And I said, well, let's look around and then we'll come back later before we leave and pick something. So they were all excited looking at all the different tricks and everything, which that pen probably would have been there. But yeah. then as we were leaving, the lady that was kind of doing some tricks that worked there said, oh, would you kids come over here for a second? I thought, oh, here we go. Now my kids are going to be made an example of and it's going to be embarrassing for them or something. But right. she said, oh, there's a guy in the store that wants to buy them something like whatever they had their eye on and he'll buy it for them. And I thought, OK, this huh? is magic. That's weird. Like, this is a trick or like what's, ha- you know, because people aren't usually nice like that. So what's the trick? Is there going to be like a trap door that opens and we're all going to fall into it? Like what, what's the trick? And it really, or was you have just- to sit on this guy's lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into my pockets for your trick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, check into my popcorn box. Um, yeah, he, Anyway, so it really ended up not being a trick. They just got to pick whatever they wanted, and the guy paid for it. And we left with whatever they wanted. It was just, like, just some nice guy Good. that thought these Wow. But that okay, is totally so if a guy wants to be slightly creepy, then that's right. an acceptable way to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, just you sit know, in the corner well, we, and buy kids toys. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we went to Disneyland the Monday after Christmas, and uh, I had to spend hundreds of money to go. <laughs> I didn't get anything free. Seriously, it's so expensive. It is. Crazy. Like, sorry, yeah. firstborn child, I had to sell you to actually get in the door. Yeah. Oh, My no. parents, actually, we went to Disney World last time we were in Florida. And my parents paid for, like, everything pretty much. Because I'm, I can't. I'm not about to. <laughs> um and yeah, but like my kids are so aware of like how ridiculous the prices are and stuff. So like we enjoyed food, but like we shared stuff and, you know, like they picked out one thing at the gift yeah. stores or whatever. And that's but. what I told the kids. We can pick one thing out when we leave. There's a certain amount of money you can each have. Yeah. 
But even when my son was picking out the thing at the magic shop, he said, well, I really want this thing, but it's too expensive. So I'm going to get something less because the guy's buying it. I said, okay, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's aware of it, you know. Um, but yeah, and I, it's funny because when I first started telling my husband, he's like, uh-huh, so what's this creepy guy doing now? <laughs> and I said, I guess he just thought that the kids were having, they were all excited about magic. And he wanted it to be a secret that he didn't want anybody to know who it was. He just wanted, like, he just totally, he just let them get whatever they want. And I wanted to be, he wanted to be secret. But she kept talking to him, conferring, like, is this okay? And he's just, like, kept shooing her away. Like, I just wanted it to be <laughs> a secret. He didn't want it to be known that it was him. But, right. And I thought... Okay, do you have a membership of the Magic Castle? Can you be my friend? Like, I, I need an in. So, but right? I was just so shocked of like, <laughs> is this a trick? Is this real? <laughs> Anyways. I've been to the Magic Castle. No was, way. I think we might have talked about this because that is like one of my biggest dreams. It's so awesome. It oh, is. I want to go. Somebody. Anybody out there? Magic Castle. Hook it up. I want to go too. Okay. We'll fly you out. I... Yeah, well, no, I I am going to come to LA. I will let you okay. guys know, but I'm so excited. yeah, that would be so I, cool. I know I have to figure out because it's going to be a family trip and stuff, so I'm going to have to work it out where like I can get together with people. But yeah, I don't know when, and just sometime in like the next like two to three years. But we okay. want to do a, a Route 66 road trip Aww. to LA. Yeah, and nice. then fly home. Yeah, that'll be so fun. I oh, keep so. us posted, Emily. I For will. <laughs> sure. I know. I'm going to Texas next month, and I, I'm going to visit two of my friends that live in Austin, but at least for one day, I want to try and meet Ashley in, pers- in person finally, and I'd love to meet Emily from Corpus Christi, and I think Jamie lives in maybe in Houston or something. It would be fun to have a little meet up there. But it's also the same thing where, okay, I'm going out to visit my friends, and there's a bunch of things going yeah. on, and I need to try and organize it to yeah. visit. Austin is them. awesome though. So oh, if people get yeah. to Austin, yeah. But and I'm my sister lives Raphael in Austin. Raphael will also. I I he has a friend in Houston. So I said I know it's kind of a lot to just come out for one day to meet Ashley, <laughs> but it's totally She's worth, worth it. it obviously because it's Ashley. Right. But it's a yeah. lot. You know, he's been traveling a lot and everything else. So just to come out for that, but I said well, if you can have something where you plan something with your friend, then maybe it's not, you know, just for one day. It's a whole other trip of your own, but I'm hoping I don't think Austin and Houston are close to each other. They're though, not. I think they're pretty far apart. They're like, I think it's about five hours or more. But the last time when he went to Houston to visit his friend, he went to go meet Brittany in Austin. So there are certain okay. people that travel with ease. I'm not one of these people. Um, if I have to drive two miles, I'm like, oh, come on. But then there are people <laughs> that will just drive for five hours because they're going to meet somebody and it's just totally cool. And I, yeah, I, I am envious of those people. Yeah. It might be five hours, but yeah, I think it is the right person and is even further. Yeah. So that's far. Cause that's way down there. Yeah. Although I have been wanting to go visit my old house that is about an hour away from Houston. So I could maybe do that, but then Ashley would have to be traveling. So we'll figure that out. It'll be yeah. fun. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to meet everybody. It's so Allison has no idea like how far she's reached, you know, and bringing people together. And I've gotten to meet so many people, and we're all like real friends now. I'm really wanting to meet in person. It's been so neat. Yeah, it is really cool. Good old Big Al. Which, by the way, <laughs> as 
a nickname for a girl unfortunate so wrong. And, and rude totally <laughs> yes. like who who what what chuckler is naming a girl big al i realize every regular al in life is going to be called big al because people have no idea of nicknames and i, I can't open their mind to anything else like we yeah. had a friend named alan every single time by the way our minds are very small too Never called him Big Al, but we'd, every single time it would be Al be damned, Al be sure, e- everything like that, which was not very clever. <laughs> Poor anybody named Al. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Allison, if you're an o- overweight girl named Allison, I don't think right. Big Al is going to go over too well. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the same kind normal. of person who would hand a shocking pen. Like, right? it's just cool. <laughs> It is one and the same. Yeah. that person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck assholes. Thank you. That is, you know what? That's the thing of our show. (laughs) It's fuck assholes. It's mucus plugs. And then let's talk about meatball salad because I think that's about the same thing. (laughs) Lettuce and meat. I don't think that they're friends. Where do you think? I, I would eat that salad. I totally would eat a salad with meatballs. I pro- I haven't, but like that's totally something I would do. I tend to like take leftovers and put them on big bowls of lettuce. Really? Okay. Yeah. So for me, I I remember as a kid thinking I just wanted like to put everything into a salad to make it not salady, even though I love salad now. And I remember putting steak on salad or something. And you know there is steak salad on menus back in the seventies, I think. Uh, and it like wilts it. So I guess you'd have to chill the meatballs. I just feel like meat and lettuce is weird. But then if you were to do like a chicken salad with the meatballs where you mix it with mayonnaise and then put it on something that's kind of gaggy too. Yes. Although I, what was it? It was like Italian sausage that a guy had mixed that with mayonnaise really, but it was like tomatoes, Italian sausage and like the, like the long little strings of Parmesan cheese. And then there was some sort of like, it was kind of, bound together maybe with i don't know what but anyway that was good i just i mean i'm a fan of meat and i like <laughs> yeah i know i yeah oh i thought that was interesting oh ria but butcher she uh, is a vegetarian from birth too so she's really not a fan of meat <laughs> yes butcher. I, I, yeah. I get the feeling she wanted her dog to be vegetarian. It's like, no, no, no. That, that's, no. They're carnivores. Right. Veg- <laughs> yeah, they actually were born carnivores. We aren't, but we are addicted to meat. I I know that when I was vegetarian, I my dog was vegetarian also. Um, I am made... Did your dog die? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the kind of vegetarian that would eat hey, ma- uh, I- fish and eggs? No, no. Not a, not a hypocrite. Um, it was, (laughs) I am made of vegetarian dog food. Don't worry. I had a t-shirt that said, I get enough protein. Don't worry about me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I just, I was anti anything meat touching anything except for my vagina. Apparently. (laughs) Oh, 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 snap. You know, it also touched other places. Mimosas. (laughs) My mimosas done. I think oh, that might be an entire entire oh an entire <laughs> bottle of prosecco. Um, yeah, meatball salad. I to be continued on that. I I need to hear more. The meat dip t- kind of turned my stomach because of the addition of lettuce. So 
But yeah, I think that that wrecks it to me. Yes, like, I, you, yeah. you blend your deli meats and it makes a dip. That's that sounds good. But adding lettuce that. and tomato, no. how does Just that make think it about better? Tacos with lettuce and tomato on top. That's good, right? True, but a blended taco. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. I could. See I need maybe to make that meat dip. The meat, the cheese, and maybe some like pepperoncinis. And some mayonnaise May- and mustard, and then mm-hmm. maybe putting it on a cracker with some lettuce and tomato topped. That I can get behind. But all mixed together sounds very weird to me. If it's if it's like totally blended, that's that's not good. If it's chopped, that's that's okay. Right, like a layer. I think I, I can it- handle that. But I I don't know. I I can't wait to hear the recipe for the meat dip because I do want to try it. A I feel like they awesome. um. They talked about it on a JKJ episode, they but it was did. a long time ago, and I and don't, I, I don't know if I would be able to find it. On a recent one, they've talked about releasing the recipe because they wanted to fine tune it. Apparently, they had a bad one. Oh, and so they wanted to, and then they had a good one, and they said that we want to really want to fine tune it before they put the actual recipe okay. out there officially. But I know they have talked about it at least. The ingredients are out there. But I think they're going to do an official thing at some point. I'm I'm sure if they already have somebody out there, will let us know. And I do want to make it and try it because I can't poop. Yeah, something I really I haven't do want to. I really do want to make the meat dip and try that. And the meatball salad. I like that there's still some workshopping. Um, probably the sardines can be gone from that. Although Jeff did say there's no bad ideas in meatball brainstorming, but. I beg to differ when it comes to, to sardines or anchovies or whatever he said. To put he on. said both, which is weird. Like, I right. love anchovies. Like, I, I make Greek salads quite mm. often, and I put anchovies in those. Um, so that. But I I don't know. If I was going to want sardines, I think I'd want to put them into the meatball mixture and make them in the meatball. Right. But I just I feel like it's going to fight itself against marinara. That's gonna pass. Yeah. I, I gotta pass on the the anchovies. Yeah, um, yeah stick to I don't, one meat. I not a fan, like. unless it's not like a a, 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 he, a hero sub or whatever. Like I feel like one meat. I don't like competing meats. <laughs> <laughs> Although a couple of guys would beg to differ. Um. Anywho, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um. Anything else from Thursday before we talk about our favorite JMOs or the ones that irked us? How about Allison's disappointment that he, she didn't get Daniel on the can? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that she's like tiptoeing around, like sneaking, like yeah, I finally like, get to yes. see it. Like yes. the the pot at the end of the tun- at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> the pot at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> but I, I like your theory that it all stems from like when she was little, seeing her older brothers wipe their butt. I think that's probably <laughs> yes. accurate. I like how she stumbled on that and then just kind of coasted past it. I thought, well, we might want to revisit that. Um, yeah. That is, I think it's cute. These are the little things. And I'm so glad that they're getting it down as far as doing the show and having these, these memories will always be there. Because once you have kids, this old life is totally going away in a couple of weeks. And things can change. I mean, they change so immeasurably that you can't explain it to somebody. And these little things of tip, you know, finding somebody on the pot and like bringing them their toilet paper, maybe those things will still happen later on, but they go away for a very long time. (laughs) 
for me, at least. Maybe I'm just. It just changes. Well, sure, sure. Especially when you have a baby and a toddler. But when they get older, things start to go back to... Right, so I've I've heard in the Morgan household. (laughs) A a little bit, a little bit. But you you never not be a parent anymore. You know, that that is life-changing. It is. It it changes so many things. And it's it's good, it's bad, but the dynamic is just different. It's mostly good. Mm-hmm. That's my I mean, my, <laughs> my my wife is still a Christmas nerd. Ah, <laughs> that's cute. Is she? Oh yeah, totally. And uh, you know, it, it's me that takes the is the labor of like the twenty container boxes of Christmas decorations in and out. Mm-hmm. Good for you. <laughs> yes, I am a good husband. See, I made it a point that every single at our old house, it was hard for me to get them in and out. The Christmas boxes, that is. And yes. so I always had to ask for help, and it would take weeks before I would get the help. So then I finally just started doing it myself, and then it always ended up in the attic at our new house. And I said, we need to make it somewhere where I can get to it, where I'm not asking you for it. So we finally built some shelves in the garage. They're, they're finally in there this year. After I put the Christmas stuff together, this whatever, and put it away, it's finally somewhere where I can get it myself because I want to be – more self-sufficient with. I hate relying on someone else to get all that stuff for me. I, like, I've uh. resigned myself that the the Friday after Thanksgiving is my Christmas assembly day. That's but, really you know, smart. Yeah. And the older I get and the more Christmas stuff we amass, <laughs> the longer it takes. Yeah. Not Luckily, every... it's a three-day weekend. True. That is very true. Although, I feel it's too early. But it's nice that you have it in your head to get it all out and, and take well, care of it. Because it's, uh, it's, now it's, it's like the, it, the inside stuff gets done. But the outside, right. I wait for the weekend later because it's, it's just too much. I know. And our, ours is the opposite because the neighbors start almost like... You just pooped out your last bite of turkey and they're like, lights are going up. I think that's the, like, standard after Thanksgiving. That's when you put up Christmas. Like, yep. I've gotten used to it I don't think that's too early. It's not. It's, it's at least after Thanksgiving. So I will take that. It's fine. Yeah. It's just we have to live up to it now because we're eight houses on a cul-de-sac. And if we're the only ones without lights, it's like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Are you guys okay? Are you Satanists? <laughs> the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> we actually Double started that in our neighborhood. In our neighborhood, no one put up lights until we moved here. And, you know, with my wife, it's like, you're putting up Christmas lights. Now do it. <laughs> so, so all the other neighbors caught on. Now it's like we're the only street in our neighborhood that's, like, lit up. And other cars will drive slowly up our street. Ooh, look at this neighborhood. Aww, so you have all those streets. That's nice. It's all my doing. <laughs> there you go. We'll blame you. I mean, we'll thank you. Um, let's, yeah. Should we talk about our favorite JMOs? Sure. All right. Ray, what did you pick? Well, as we talked about the from Big Al <laughs> with butt dust, I don't really know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> butt I don't dust. either. I've never had debris uh, off of my butt. Uh, yeah, and the only thing I could equate it to is um, I remember it was an old Thursday gang thing about um, whether you stand or you sit when right. you do a number two. Um, I I was I'm a stander, and I thought everyone was, but at my so old place weird. of employment. Wait. You're right. not a stander when you do number two. Not, not, no, wiping. 
Oh. But still. Of course. I know. Actually, okay. Actually, I re- actually, totally remember that now, but I... <laughs> okay. Sorry. It just and, seems and weird not, to close up not, shot before you're done cleaning. No, no, no. You're not, you're not standing in attention like the army. It's right. like squatting. Think of like a baseball catcher. You have better anyway, knees than I do, apparently. I guess so. Um... <laughs> But I I'm remember a my old too, so my <laughs> the Tortoros. <laughs> yes, like my friend calls them Tisa's Liddies. <laughs> my old place of employment, which is now my new place of employment, um, I would go in the men's room and there would be like a a shit smear at like the 11 o'clock position on the toilet seat. Oh. I'm like, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that's from That's Big disgusting. Buns. Some sociopath is purposely wiping their crap right on the seat. But, Who would no. do that? Ugh. But, but then after this topic came up on Allison's show, I'm like, oh, it's not someone purposely, it's someone just lazy and not lifting their butt completely off the seat and just <laughs> like sliding it across. That's disgusting. That's really is that the butt dust they're talking about? I that sounds like a smear. I, a, a d- yeah, butt I, dust yeah. Sounds like butt you dust have is like dried... the next time. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Like, like you what? Can wipe all the way. Like let's say you're standing and you're wiping, so you don't get it all. And then the next time <laughs> it's dry and you come off of it, and like some flakes come. Yeah, uh, uh. Or I was thinking maybe like someone has like eczema of the butt cheeks or something. Oh, but brown. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if it's brown. If I, Big Al didn't explain what, no, what the color of the dust was. We need was. to know. There, Big Al. He's a he's a new J mower in town. Uh, I, yeah, I'd like we to need know more explanations. Something. Uh, yeah, Emily, what did you pick? Uh, I did not pick one. I okay. just kind of. I yeah. I, I'm kind of taking a break from the JMOs and hopefully they won't make me angry anymore. And then <laughs> I hopefully... You know what? You're so smart that you did. Okay. I think I need it. Yeah. I have two issues and I'm not going to name names. So, well, I'm going to name one name. There's another new name and it's called I Heart JMOs. And at first I was like, wait, what? Is she getting my name wrong? Oh no, this is a new JMOer. Now, in unrelated news, there's a really new non-JMOer in town. <laughs> Because their JMO sucked. Um, okay, <laughs> next. It was not a JMO. They're not JMOs. I feel like I know it's not Allison's fault. I feel like they're the JMO well has run dry, and she's just picking up every one of them because maybe there's not enough or something. But uh, it was about the car dealership. Uh, Emily, mm-hmm. put your mustard plug in or your mucus plug or whatever because you're going to be mad about this one they don't it's trust, okay i can handle they don't it. trust car dealers because they're just jerking them around oh my gosh are we bad comedians from 1983 <laughs> what's the deal with car dealers <laughs> i mean really <laughs> uh, who are these people <laughs> no but you know what's interesting is when i'm kind of like i've I have tweeted, I think, two or three JMOs over the last few weeks. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, like, okay. reacquaint myself from this angle and, like, actually think of real ones. That's and smart. Giving her and some you have not been material. favorable. Not that I know of, what? no. Okay. It's okay. Well, then I don't know what to say to it's that. It's all but, okay. All uh, okay. 
maybe you are missing out on some car dealership material. <laughs> right, right. 7-Elevens, am I right? <laughs> you know what? When I wake up too early and I stayed up the night before, I'm tired. Guys, anybody else? JMO? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm thirsty, when I take a drink, man, that feels good. <laughs> JMO? <laughs> Yeah, it's getting rough. Um, there was one that made me actually think, which I like. This actually sounded like a JMO to me. Or maybe it's just an observation that I never thought of. So it, whatever. Hansi Copfield, friend of the show. Love her. Love I her. don't remember exactly how the thing was worded because I didn't. But she said something about the people that lick their finger and to like turn a page of paper, like to that are flipping pages of paper, like a book or whatever that she thinks it's disgusting because of all the germs that they're going to leave on each page. And I never thought about that. I never thought about that. You're putting germs on each page of paper with your tongue. Yeah. It didn't dawn on me. I didn't connect the tongue to the book or the paper ever. Yeah. I never right felt now. the need to lick my fingers. My, I guess my fingers are sticky enough <laughs> that I don't need to. <laughs> like what Jeff was Up here about. in the tundra. Oh yes. <laughs> and she lives in Canada. Right. So yep. up here, things your skin is dry it's very weird like so mm. at work i we use plastic grocery bags to put to go boxes in but they we don't have one of those stands or whatever out you know so i it's so gross but i have to i don't lick my fingers in front of people but i have to like yeah turn the faucet on and get some water on my hands to, in order to get those apart so like it the struggle is real when you live where there's no humidity yeah, but it's true. Yeah, I don't do it for like I don't do it when I'm reading books. Like I have time to like separate it. <laughs> but sometimes uh, if they get stuck together, you need to do a little like. But I think even what yeah. Jeff was saying, he did a lot of work with his magazine that he's. I don't know if he still does it, but and having to do shipping and everything else, and you're constantly, you know, you kind of have to get your fingers wet to kind of get it separated. So I can understand it, but. Still, I never thought about the germs on things, which normally I totally would have. Even when I go to the library, I think, oh, there's been hands all over each one of these pages and who knows what. But I'll still read it and I kind of accept it and I think, I need these germs. Just ex just accept yes. these germs. Yes. But I never Those thought germs, about the tongue licking. Don't you think like germs, like dry germs on a book, like nobody, like it's dry, it's old, it's, yeah. they're not dangerous. It's like some brown muffin crumbs. <laughs> Yeah. Because you know those books have been tagged. They've been in the restroom with people. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. They're dry, dusty germs. I'm fine with it. Even yesterday at Disneyland, I started looking at people's hands on every little, like, the guns that we were shooting for the Toy Story game. And I thought, how many hundreds of people have held this and disgusting kids with their grody jam fingers that are... Oh, yeah. Every, everything in Disneyland. The handrails, the, the, the millions of people have touched. And, and didn't, wasn't there a disease breakout? Oh, my gosh. I, yes. I remember that? that. Oh. oh. The, kids, the other day were like, I never want to go to Disneyland because there's diseases there. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I hope I'm not, you know. Guess what? I'm surprising you guys were going to Disneyland. Oops. <laughs> Hopefully you don't get sick. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's a good where, place to end it. It's funny because I thought, oh, we'll zip through the stuff we have to talk about two hours later. Yeah, I, here we are. <laughs> I feel like I'm probably, I don't feel the need to totally edit because I liked everything we talked about. I don't feel like I had maybe one cough. There were a few ums and likes, but not oh, excessive. So I think I'm just going to let people deal with it. 
I think I'm going to slap some fine. songs on this puppy and just put this shit out for Best Friends Hey, Friday. so I'm sure other people have tried this before. I never tried this until like just the last few days. But I've been listening to things on one and a half because I'm way behind mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. tons of podcasts. So I'm like, I, I need to get through these things. One and a half is completely listenable. You know what? You're right. And I do that yeah. when I did that for these two shows I had to listen to because whenever I'm behind, I think, okay, I need to listen to Allison in one and a half. And in general, it's probably 99%. It sounds totally fine. There yeah, are some people get that used talk to too it. fast where it almost sounds like they're mumbling. I think, oh man, I can't listen to this in fast speed. <laughs> but listening to it in slow, do it in half speed. It sounds like Allison is drunk and it's funny. <laughs> and I'll listen to the JMO so that I can write it down. And it sounds like she's drunk. It sounds really, really funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One and a half. Do that for this episode, everybody. (laughs) Then we don't have to feel so bad. (laughs) Exactly. It's all great content. You need every drop of it. So, um, yeah, this was so much fun. I'm so glad you guys did get together with me on Friday the 13th. So cool. Um, I did forget to mention one quick thing. Tony Thaxton was in Motion City Soundtrack, which Jenna and Al were talking about just last week. And I used that song for the intro last week because... It's their song that comes on when their Bluetooth connects to their her mm. phone. It's their first song that comes on every time. And I thought that was really cool that she kind of got all googly-eyed about him being in the in the studio. Like, oh my god, that's that's you? <laughs> that's okay. awesome. Yeah. That Next really time cool. I'm on, we should all say what song that is. Okay. Because I have one. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Also, okay. I think... Maybe I'll start it next month. I would like everyone, even guys, Ray, um, mm. maybe to come with a housewife tagline. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe everyone comes up with their own, like, stupid, ridiculous tagline. <laughs> Everyone's like, great, we have homework. We're not coming on. Thanks. We're good. Yeah, this was really fun. I'm glad we could get together. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, support Allison, obviously. I'm going to talk to all you guys on Sunday. I can't wait for Allison's patreon live stream baby shower uh go to her website to be a part of that even if you just want to do it for this time go to alisonrosa.com backslash patreon be a supporter it's worth it if you want to be on this show email bffancast at gmail.com follow on twitter at bffancast follow me at jmos and bffs emily where can we find you i am emily q the letter four ever on twitter and i'm on facebook more so if i know you i will be friends with you on facebook it's so much fun. And our little group on Facebook is so much fun. It's it's, it's yeah. nice to be able to really spread our wings over there. Ray, where can we find you? I am at Ray Morgan III on Twitter. And that's about it. I, I'm on Facebook, too. And if you go to the Facebook page, hit me up. Nice. Um, I wanted to give a shout out. I haven't said hi to Scott for a while, our fan. I would also like to say hello to Teal on Twitter. I'm sure I know your name on Facebook, but always supporting the show, always tweeting and retweeting and liking everything. And like just a really big supporter. Love to have you on the show at some point. But if not, I just love that you're listening. It's really cool. And Paul also always, hey, he's been a supporter since the beginning. I think at Paul 1138. And he is awesome. He's been a support since GMO Patrol. In fact, he had this really funny cartoon thing one one time about, because we were talking about Star Wars and not liking it, and he did this little cartoon, so maybe I'll post that again. It was really funny. Anyways, Brittany, I already met you. I love you. Thank you, and good night. Every day I'm 
feel 